Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. You took a really heavy, deep breath there. No, I I would decline. (laughs) We're looking for listings. Do you live in a house? (laughs) But you don't make any money. I know. So hard. (laughs) What's going to happen? Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hey, y'all. Katie here. The doors to Agent Systems 101 are opening March 8th for a limited time. As we head into the even busier summer season, now is the perfect time to get systems in place or fine tune the ones you already have. In Agent Systems, we will work together. That's right, I'm gonna be there, supporting you toward your goal of saving time and producing repeatable results. And here's what a past student, Daniil, had to say. I highly recommend your course. It has saved my butt, saved me time, made me more professional, and is worth every penny. Although, I don't know if I would call it 101. It is easy enough for any new agent to get through it and implement, but it is also full of next-level systems that I'm sure many seasoned agents don't even have. You guys, if you're feeling overwhelmed, overworked, or just simply confused about what to do next, this is the course for you. I won't be offering agent systems again until August, so don't miss your chance to join me. I'll be there with you on this six-week transformative journey, and you can find all the details at agentsystems101.com. Can't wait to see you there. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Guess what? What? It's episode 135. Okay. What to do when you don't know what to do. Sometimes you just don't know what to do. No, and you feel lost. Yeah. We're going to help you be found okay. today. Um, this is an episode with a nod to hearkening back and probably some repetition of episode number 17, Okay, which is what to do when you're new or, or slow. Sometimes I feel like I don't know what to do because I'm overwhelmed because I'm not slow. Like I have so much going on. And then you have to make choices. Right. And it's this, you know what? It's actually the same feeling, whether you're overwhelmed, too much work and underwhelmed, nothing going on. It's, it's, there's so many things you could be doing. It's hard to pinpoint what to do. Yes. Right. In that situation, that's when I rely heavily on my email to tell me what to do. What's in the what's on the list? What's on the to-do list? Yeah. I just am like, I'm so overwhelmed. I just need to sit down at my computer. It's a great point. And start somewhere. There's always something to yeah. delete and start on and do the task that the email says. Not so that something you can off get, the list. Yes, just, just start. Get something off the list. Get moving. So just that get moving. that's how I come out of my paralysis. Yeah. When I get in the email. I just get in there. And I'm then like, as this. I'm doing that. I start thinking of... It becomes more clear. It becomes more clear what I need to do. My direction all of a sudden makes sense. I feel like I'm achieving things. But then I also think of Mm -hmm. things 
But it's I like, like the, the levels of urgency show up. Yes. Once you're in the email. Yes, it okay. does. And do, then do, I do, like do, 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 oh, do, 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 do. the flip report. <laughs> Doopity deep I thought we just said we weren't doing I'm one. I'm going to tell you what oh, okay, happened. I'm ready. I'm oh ready. Oh my God. Y'all don't worry. <laughs> I know there, there was no flip report last week and we're all really sad to see the flip report go, but I have good news. <laughs> Next week, the episode is nothing but. The flip report. We're going to just do a whole recap. We're going to do it beginning to end, including the ending pieces, which none of you have heard yet. How are things going in the contract? What is happening? <laughs> I did appraise. Do, what about the inspection? Is I don't there think repairs? We've t- I don't know. <laughs> There's so much left to learn. Um, so we're going to cover all of that and numbers. And so if you have specific questions about this oh, flip yeah. or flipping, um, please submit them ASAP because we do have to record this. Um, but I think we will record it after this airs. Great. So either way, or maybe we'll make a post. Okay. But flip report coming next week. So that is all. That's- be on the lookout. Okay. Going back to what to do. Okay. All right, so you just go to the email. Yes, and then I like to, when I get to a place where the email is somewhat settled, that doesn't mean empty. That Mm-mm. just means settled. Not I might just have to you. walk away mm-hmm. and fold clothes in the laundry room or go for a walk because then I start thinking, oh, this, this. Like yeah, I remember yeah. the things that weren't in the email. Makes sense. So clearing my head is important when I'm just overwhelmed and don't know what to do. Yeah. But then there's the what to do when you're you don't know what to do like because you're nothing. slow. Right. Right. Okay. Well, I want to start with something I read. Um in an Inman article comment. Oh. Not even in the article. I don't remember what article it was. But the commenter said um they had learned that business structure um is described as attract in three phases. Attract, convert, deliver. Okay. What's the first word? Attract. Attract. So if in a business you are attracting, then you convert, then you deliver. Okay. But I think that you actually build that. So if you're new and you don't know what to do and you're like, what, where do I even start? You have to build that backwards. Deliver is systems. Right. Okay. So how do you deliver to your clients? How do you actually do the job? Mm-hmm. Well, that's your systems. If you don't have systems, that should be the first thing on your list, okay? Then how do you convert the people to get them to be a place where you to deliver? Those are the people in your database. Okay. You got to get the people in there and convert them. Attract, to me, would be whatever marketing or social media or, or whatever you're doing to get the people into your sphere onto your database, okay. right? So that's your mm-hmm. attract. Then you got your data, your converts on your database, and then you got deliver. Those are your systems. Yes. What do new agents want to do first? Attract. Yes. They're like, where are all the leads? Oh, yes. Look at me. I'm ready to work. I, I need the clients. I need clients, money. I need all the clients. But what's happening is you're starting where you think you should start, but then you don't have everything. The foundation's not in place. Correct. So if you've got time yeah look and this is true i didn't put my systems and processes like on a piece of paper and like lined out for many years Mm -hmm. it's not like i started on you know year one and was like look at all my systems they're all in place no like we're just trying to help you not live that life well then it's hard because you don't know if the systems are working until you are delivering right and then if it works for you or where you need to tweak what you're doing until you get through a full transaction and say how did my system 
and processes handle that transaction? Did I answer the questions of the client ahead of time? Right. Was it smooth? And you know how you'll know if the systems and you delivered is if you have repeat referral business. Correct. But you're not going to, you cannot build a business that we're teaching you in this podcast if you don't have the ability to deliver. Correct. Yes. So that, so I, to me, education and systems have to come first, then clients have to come second. But you don't make any money learning. I know. It's so hard. What's going <laughs> to happen? That's why you have to have the money saved up. Yes. And and so I think so many people jump into it without a plan. Yeah. And so they're so eager to jump into the money side of it. Right. And then they close their first deal. Mm-hmm. And then they are back to where they were as if yeah. they had never had a deal before. Right. That's right. the hard part. They're reinventing the wheel every, every time. Every single time they're At reinventing the wheel. At least take notes the first time you do it on what <laughs> yeah. you did. Right. How will you know? Um, okay. Do you have some things on? I have a whole list. I got Start a whole some. list. Tell me okay. some. Things that you would do when you didn't know what to do. Number one. Are these things you did or just um, good things to do? I think both. Okay. A little of both. Ask your broker what classes to do. Hmm. Hey, I have a great idea. Instead of you just being swayed by social media ads or whatever shiny thing you have seen, why don't you go talk to your broker, the human who thought you'd be good at real estate, and say, what are good classes to take? Yeah. And then go take the classes. And there's a lot of good free ones out there. So many good free ones. Because that's something you don't need to be spending money. No. If you're slow. Don't. No, you can't. Don't spend the money. Where did you get it? Right. I know. So we have sweet listeners that message sometimes and say, we really want the, you know, the templates, but I'm new and I don't have a lot of money in my budget. I'm like, that's okay. You don't need templates to be successful. No. They are a great addition to your business, but you can also create them yourself if you're just paying attention to the Mm -hmm. process. So um, if you don't have money to spend, you can't spend it. Don't spend the money you don't have. You can't do that. Well, I have found that the people that had to exit the business – The majority of the ones were because they financially could not support themselves. Yeah. And they're so quick to throw marketing dollars or education, but there's so much free stuff. Because that's – like marketing, like that is under duress. Can we talk about free stuff? Please. On your list? Do you have any on your list that's free? Yeah, free stuff. Here's the next one. (laughs) Free stuff. Find a mentor – Slash busy producing agent. Okay, not just mentor. Please don't just find someone who's been in the business one year longer than you right. and wants to. That's fine if they want to train you on their systems, but you need a mentor, a busy producing agent, and you need to work for free. Work for free. It's not going to cost you anything to do this other than time, but you're going to learn a lot. And then you might actually get some type of, you know, lead, referral. Something from that. Maybe you get that. Maybe you say, Hey, look, I'm open to doing this for, I want to learn for the next six months. And then you say, I'll. The hardest part is when I, if you are truly at a point where you need money mm-hmm. and you are complaining and worried because you don't have business, uh huh. It's like the number one, because I think of myself mm-hmm. when I was new. There was not a Sunday I was not sitting in a house somewhere meeting mm-hmm. the public when I was yeah. really needing to get my business rolling. And yeah. it's so hard to say. That's like the first question. Are you doing any open houses? Um, <laughs> well, what? well, no. Are you doing phone duty? Um, no, I'm not. I'm not doing. Well, like, what do you think is going to happen? 
Right. Like you have to be doing something Some kind of work to just, are you posting on Facebook, right. houses, other people's right. listings, something to just let them know that you're here and you're available. Right. And you're working. But why is it so hard to get started, do you I think? Th- I think some of it is, is just sheer confusion paired with embarrassment. Yeah. Like imposter syndrome. Like, I don't actually know what I'm doing. Like, it's not exactly easy to go find a producing agent in your office and be like, hey, I'm new. I um, I would like to follow you around. Can right. I do some showings for you? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not like a lot of people are not comfortable seeking out that. And it might partially be generational. You know what I think, too? I don't think I would feel comfortable as a top producing agent if someone came and asked to follow me around. You but don't? If they, no, I, I, would, love I it. would decline. <laughs> I would. I would. I do not have time. You're like, I can't. I, I can't have a shadow because I don't even know where I'm going to be a lot of times. Well, that makes sense. So, But if they came to me and said, hey, Alyssa, if you ever need help with showings, right. I would love to help you, you with showings. You would lean on that. I would be like, oh. I'm putting your number in my phone right now right. because every now and then I might need you to go show a house for me. Yeah. Or, you know, when open house, I haven't done open houses well, in forever because the listings are selling so they quickly. They sell fast. And then there was COVID. Like the first time we recorded this topic, it was pre-COVID. But I have to say that there's a few agents that are still really hustling the open houses. Are they? And even if it's pending, mm-hmm. but the the traffic at the open houses lately has been astronomical. I bet. So it doesn't matter if it's pending. if the house is pending. How do you handle that so that it's transparent for the consumer and they don't feel like you, they've been entrapped? So usually the open house is scheduled when it's active. Okay. I don't schedule an open house if on, it's already on a pending. pending. Okay. But there have been times where I have scheduled an open house on a house that's active. And it, yeah. And then it goes pending, but we've already put the ads out there. It's on all the websites yeah. of the time. So we just keep it open mm-hmm. and let them know, hey, it did just recently go under contract. Is this what you're looking for? Yeah, you do just you want me to, to be- try to do you want me to put you on a list in case something else comes up in yeah. this area? So you can still really be and then I think it gets you face to face with people that you yeah. don't know. And if you can speak with confidence and say, look, this market is crazy. Right. And right now you really need an agent that is working full time. Yeah. That will keep you up to date. You need to sell why they need you while you have them there in that moment. <laughs> you should be like, we're looking for listings. Do you live in a house? Yeah. <laughs> do, do you live in a house? Can, can we sell your can house? Can we sell your house? Right. I mean, it's still, even in this market, I mean, I think open houses would be great if you were looking for new business. Yeah, agree. Mm -hmm. I have it on my list. I also have preview listings on my list. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you as an agent with no business and no listings and no buyers even, you can go to the listing that popped up today, schedule a 15-minute showing that says pre-list on the, you know, showing time so you don't, you know, get people's hopes up. And or preview, and then go. Right. Maybe you even message the listing agent and say, hey, this house is staged great. Do you mind if I take a couple of photos for social media? Mm-hmm. Would love to share your listing. I'll tag you. I think that's a great idea. Why would you not do that? Go look. And the more houses you see, the more comfortable you get at showing houses. Correct. So I think that's free. Also free. Also free. So preview listings, hold opens. I had on my list free. Uh, next free thing on my list, I have... Um, get 
and update your database. Get and Get update. If you don't have oh, a database. Okay. Start your database one. if you don't have one and update, update it if it. you do. Yeah. And then reach out to it. That's a, that is an, people think that you're done once you, like the database is something that is never finished. No. It is always ongoing. Yes. There's always someone you can go comment on their page or right. write them a letter or mm-hmm. send them dinner or something. There's always something to do yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're never finished with the database. So if you think you have nothing to do, you can always be going through the database. Yeah. I think being intentional with your time is a mindset issue. And, you know, he's like, oh, well, I'm friends with them on social media. I saw their post. Well, did you like it? Did you comment? Mm-hmm. Are, are you sending DMs to people who are on your database? Mm-hmm. Hey, I saw what, I, you know, like it's not hard. That's free, free, free. Um, okay. Here's a free one that I love. Hmm. especially if you're a little slow and you've been in the business for a minute, send or even just look at your database and figure out who owns a house. Now figure out who's lived in their house more than three years. Okay. Now send those people a market report about their house. That's a good idea. Just saying, hey, I was just had some downtime and wanted to let you know that your neighborhood has done very well. How about this? Here's what your house is worth right now. Hey, I'm brand new and I'm working through a class on learning how to do market reports. So I wanted to send you a free one. I am just loving my new career. Here's your current home value. Happy to answer any questions. I am just taking trainings left and right. That's amazing. I would use you. Be like, what? Because I would rather, I wrote this in my notes. I would rather use, because these new agents, I know, y'all feel like nobody's going to want to use me. I'm new. I don't know anything. I would rather work as a human, Katie, yes, not, yes. not as a realtor. Katie as a human would rather work with a new, excited person in their field, insurance, dentistry, whatever. I don't care. A new, excited, well-trained person than I want to work with a bored veteran. Yeah. I don't want to go, who's busy and overwhelmed. If I'm choosing right. the professional I want to work with, am I choosing the bored veteran who's close to retirement and is overwhelmed and busy? Or am I choosing the new, fresh, freshly trained with the latest, you know, innovations? I'm and excited. Cause yeah, I be just that- your energy of like liking my Thank house you. and being I excited. I want to yes. be in that energy. Yes. If I if you walk into my listing appointment, you're like, oh my God, your house is so great. And we're going to stage it this way. And we're going to do this. And I can't wait to get the listing photos. Wow. Yes. I'm, I'm excited too. I'm into I'm that. excited to work with you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so new people really do have a leg up on a lot of veteran agents just from their enthusiasm, Mm -hmm. their willingness to work. Yep. And just showing the client that they're excited about their house. Yeah. After losing so many listings in the beginning um, because of my age, I'm finally just trying to stop pretending like I was older and and, yes, I just was like, listen, I am new. And young. And young. And I have been in my office every day, training, learning. I have the most amazing mentors. If you let me list your house, I will just, it will be my baby. Oh, yes. I will dedicate my time here and we will get this done. I have no one else on my docket. You will (laughs) be my, I have told, in fact, I think I told my biggest listing ever that, and I was far into my career. It wasn't like I had no other listings, but I said, I don't have any other luxury listings. You will be my first listing over $2 million. You will get all of my time and attention. And I. this is a big deal for me. Right. 
And they're Why like, can't we oh, be transparent? This is a big deal for me. I said, this is a big deal for me. I like that. So I am going to handle it like it's a big deal for me. Oh, that's so good. It was the truth. Y'all, why are we hiding from the truth? Just just tell the people. And if the people don't like your truth, let them move on. So, I mean, and I can't tell you how many times, regardless of price point, I have said, listen, I typically keep five or less listings. Or, I, you know, when I was at the peak of my career, look, I don't like to keep more than 10 listings at a time because I have a certain level of service I would like to provide. So there's a reason why I'm not touting to you that I have 50 listings. Correct. I don't want 50 listings. I'm trying to keep a certain level with what I have. Mm -hmm. And that will help you too. If people are ever doubting your numbers or like, well, how many listings do you have? Or how many did you sell? Well, I intentionally didn't have 30 listings. Per my business plan, this is how many I want. I love that. Per my business plan. I keep five or less listings. Would you like to be one? Because they're going to fill up fast. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure do. (laughs) And after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have (laughs) copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I have never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. (laughs) To get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great because you never forget to tell them something. Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. We wrote them and you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase Email Templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice. And we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right, it's just there. It's It's already in there. It's just already in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll send you an email and we'll say, updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an S 101.com email templates 101.com yes head over for reviews and all of the specifics wonderful hey enjoy okay so here's another freebie on the social media front don't be a secret agent post about it (laughs) I know you took a really heavy deep breath there there's a, a new agent that I really love and have been trying to encouraged to do posts and I check the Facebook and there is no postings and I don't understand. But she was like, you know what? I'm going to post your listing. Great. Go for it. And I said, that is fine, but you live here. Why don't you find some listings near you? I think you really need to, and we'll get, we'll do a whole episode on. We're going to do geo farming. Geo farming. Yes. But, but like wherever you want to work, that is what you need to be consistently posting. Yeah. I got to where I was only doing open houses in a very certain zip code or two. And I was seeing the same people pretty often. And I got a good start from there. Yeah, you again. But being intentional about what you post, you can can post whatever you want. Like, where do you want to be? Where do you want to work? Yeah. And and post that. And Mm -hmm. it just, with time, you just become known for that. But I think this also would apply um, whether you're new or veteran. And you're slow and you're trying to maybe do your social media 
you know, plan. Post what you want, regardless of if, so like if you were working 80% buyers and 20% sellers, but you want to level that out. Well, maybe you don't make so many posts about the showings you're on. Maybe yes. you make a million posts about the listing stuff. Yes. Like you've got to put out there what you want more of. Correct. If you keep talking about first-time buyers, that's fine. But that's what you're going to get. You know what is a perfect example of this? By accident, <laughs> you have become labeled as the vintage bathroom <gasps> yes, person. Totally by accident. By accident, mm-hmm. I have become labeled as like the tree lover. <laughs> but you do love trees. I do love trees. And, and I do you love do love vintage. Be- and so you just posted what you liked and so yeah. did I. And then people and start now, tagging you in that. Yes. And now people are <laughs> tagging me in trees and you in bathrooms. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, sure. And it's just funny because same thing could yeah. happen for your real estate business. Wait, y'all. Do you do realize that's why I went to work at the brokerage I'm at now? Because in my social media, I was posting all of my staging tips and I was heavily staging focused. And this company that I'm at now is a design staging real estate firm. And my broker, who I only knew in passing in maybe one previous transaction, messaged me and said, hey, I'm not really recruiting right now, but you seem like you're on the same page as this business plan I'm working over here. Because with the you like staging. Thank you. Whatever you put wow. out there is what comes back to you. Oh my gosh. She I reached out to that. me because of my staging post. That's amazing. Well, it also, don't you want to do more of what you love? Yes. So then just tell people what you're doing that you love. If you had a crappy part of your day, don't share that. No. Why don't, or you have a challenge. I mean, it's fine to share stories and things that make you more approachable and, you know, relatable and real, but also put out there the stuff you want more of. What do you want to be known as? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can be known as anything. Mm-hmm. Literally anything. You could be the biggest foodie realtor there was, and you could go to every single restaurant specifically in the neighborhood you want to work and share interviews and post and reviews and pictures of your food. And then- And you become that expert in that area. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So real estate is fun because you can really take it any angle you want to. Yeah. You could become the queen of public parks. Didn't you- Oh, one of my agents in my office was doing that. Yes, her kids were little. Yeah. She was feeling like she had been dropping the ball on social media and marketing. So she was like, you know what? I'm going to just start highlighting local parks. Taking my kids there and anyway. Taking my kids there to play mm-hmm. and doing a quick video showing yep. why I like it, what age it's appropriate for, and the cool features about it. Love it. The end. That's pure genius. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's also free. <laughs> Correct. For, free. With your kids, yes. Free. Okay. So um, the next one I had was when you have downtime or in the beginning or whatever, study the MLS Mm. like it's going to be a test you're taking, especially the neighborhood you're interested in, but but also just the neighborhoods and areas that your database is in. Who are the people you're going to run into in life and what are they going to ask you? Mm -hmm. If your kids go to a school inside, like mine do, inside of a neighborhood and the parents at school are always like, hey, did you see that house on the boulevard that's... uh, it's best for me to know yes. what is going on in that neighborhood. Maybe I should know that house on the boulevard. Right. I should keep up with this stuff. So studying the MLS is what I did when I was new. I just sat at my desk and I just scrolled and clicked and looked at pictures and read uh, how long did they stay on the market? How, like just learn, learn, learn. You cannot learn too much. And if you stop learning, 
you'll also fall behind. When I, I used to set up myself on the buyer reports. Yeah. So I would get a message immediately if there was a new listing in my neighborhood. Or at the end of each month, I would get the summary that showed what's pending, what sold, what did it sell for, how long was it on the market. So it kind of just came to me. Yeah. For whatever subdivision you wanted. I do it for the last subdivision I lived in that I marketed to, and we'll discuss this in geo farming. And I do it for my current subdivision because if you can't talk to where you live, right, you should probably consider a different career. <laughs> like you need to know about the houses near you. Yes. Okay. Here's some other freebies. Read books. Listen to podcasts. Like find some other educational devices. Personal development. Yep. Gain knowledge. And here's the kicker. And then share it. What did you learn? Well, share it with anyone who will listen. You can share it on social media. You can share it in person, but gain knowledge and then share it. And the article I was reading on Inman said, this is how you build reputation and influence Mm -hmm. by gaining knowledge and then sharing it. You can't leave out the share it piece. You have to share the knowledge you're gaining. I have a couple more freebies. Uh, Firm up your systems. So you can for free decide what, what are you going to do with that buyer's appointment? What are you going to do with that listing appointment? Collect up the needed data and information and make a whatever you're going to do, folder or binder or whatever, digital presentation. I don't know. But know exactly how you're going to do those things, a buyer and a seller consult. How are you going to do them? What's it look like? What, is it, what does it literally look like? What are the steps? I talked to an agent yesterday in another marketplace that said she has a buyer intake form Mm-hmm. that she asked them to fill out. And then mm-hmm. when they are done, they send it to her and she schedules a 30-minute Zoom interview. I love it. And so they just hop on the computer, see each other face-to-face, mm-hmm. talk about the buyer intake form. She asks her questions. Love it. Sets up their search, talk about the pre-approval, and then they're off. Mm-hmm. I thought, I really like that. I like that too. She said that the Zoom interviews have helped her clients too and it's saving her so much time, time from having to get ready, leave the house, get there. Yeah, let's just Zoom. Yes. We're all very lucky. And if you got into this business since COVID, you probably don't even realize this. But the fact that society as a whole is more comfortable with video calling, Zooming, that type of has made this where you could implement these types of systems, like a Zoom call. You could not have done that before. No, that would have been weird. People would have been like, I don't want to. Be on video with you. Right. That's weird. I don't video. Yeah. Now they're like, okay, another Zoom call. Let's yeah. just do this. I actually did one um, with a buyer and they had requested it. Like they said, hey, do you mind if we just do a Zoom call? Sure. We have some questions, but would like to be face to face. I had talked to them on the phone before, but I thought, sure, I hadn't met them yet. And it went really well. And I thought that was easy. Yeah. Like, I was kind of nervous about it leading up to it. But then I was like, that was right. I worked on my laptop until it was time for the Zoom call. Hit the button. Hit the button, started, and then went back to work. I didn't have to drive anywhere. No, cut out all that commute. It was just very efficient. I love it. And it worked out well. Okay, great. I think that's great. Um, Okay, how about some things that cost a little tiny bit of money? Okay. Since we're not trying to – in fact – Out of my entire list, these are the only two things that cost any money. Okay. (laughs) Number one, this is $50, y'all. If you can find $50, buy a roll of stamps. Now write until the stamps are gone. Oh. Write a thank you letter. Write a CMA. Write write a mid-year check-in. Write a whatever. Mm -hmm. Write. 
Handwrite it. Handwrite it. You will have to pay for some like note cards as well. Yes. So let's, so I guess let's call it $60. Whatever. <laughs> right. But write something. Yes. Anything. Anything. Give the people information. Mm-hmm. So that's that. And then I have um, go to coffee. Honestly, that one's about 10 bucks. Go, you go to coffee, buy someone coffee. Your friend, your mom, your, you know, somebody from church, whatever. But figure out who your A pluses are. Like who's in the database that's really going to be like, I want to send business to you. Right. Maybe they're not there yet, but maybe they're A's. They would probably use you. Start with those people. Mm-hmm. Don't just go to coffee. Don't go to coffee with another agent. <laughs> it's not doing you any favors. Um, or actually go to coffee with a top producer. Yeah, you could do that. You know, if you're trying to build that mentor relationship. Um, so if you want to do this for free, the free version of this is just have conversations. Like, are you at your kid's practice? Are you sitting in the corner looking not approachable? Or did you go up to the other parents and be like, hey. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Right? How's whatever. Yes. Anything. Do you talk guys to live people. Here, here? Was it a lot of traffic getting here? You know, whatever. Just talk to people. You, if you don't talk to people, you're you're never going to get people to add on to your database. No. You've got to talk to them. So have the conversations wherever you are. And also go to places where you might have conversations. I think that was something I wish I would have done sooner in the beginning when I didn't have a database was tracking the people that I was meeting Yeah, because I wasn't putting their information or their names anywhere. Right. And then when I was like, oh my gosh, I need a database. It took forever. And you probably forgot plenty of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was hard, but that is something I wish I had implemented early on was the database. It's like- Make it your goal to collect people. Uh, right. But not just to have an email and never use no, it. Like, no. Make it your goal to, when you meet someone, that's my other thing. If you've met someone in person, go ahead and ask them to be your Facebook friend. Mm-hmm. Like, that's usually my rule. I have to have met you in person. Correct. I'm not going to ask every parent in my kid's class to be my Facebook friend if we've never had a single convert. Like, hey, mm-hmm. how's it going? Like, we have to at least have met. Yeah. But don't leave out those parts. That's how you grow your sphere large enough to actually impact your business. It all goes back to just being really intentional with what you're doing. I think the reason that so many agents burn out is that they are working very hard and they're doing things, but they're not doing anything really consistently. Mm -hmm. And so they're not seeing the results anywhere. They might post on their Facebook once a week a house and – Ascension Parish, and then the next week a house in St. Francisville, and and then it it's there's no clear thing of where you work or what you do, and maybe they wrote five letters and that was enough. Yeah. And anyway, it's never enough to, but but that's all a lot of work. Yeah, but it's not focused enough to actually get you any results. What do you think is the work that they're doing that isn't like? What do you think they're doing that's not utilizing their time intentionally? One of the biggest things is that people always said, why are you at the office on phone duty? But I used it as I wasn't really there for phone duty. If the phone rang, great. And I did get, you know, leads from it. But I was there to focus my effort on writing letters, doing the emails, doing like because I was there, I was just in that environment. Yes. And it made me be productive and it made me be consistent. 
because I had like two or three phone duty shifts a week. Yeah. You know what's ironic? That's exactly the same for me. We didn't have – because the small office I was in where I really got moving, like so that was – like in November, I got my license in August. The first office didn't work out. In November, I went to this small office, five agents, broker. I either got in her car and did everything with her. But every, I didn't know the day before. I showed up at the office at the latest 9 a.m. every day. Mm. There were only five agents total. So very rarely were they all there. And it wasn't like we had to fight over phone duty. I would just be there. No one was there. Mm-hmm. They were out working. So I would answer the phones. Yeah. Or I would find out where my broker was going that day and she'd be like, do you want to come do this? And I'd be like, yes, I do. Yes. But I, I was there in that mindset every – like it was a job. Like it was a literal job. I do enjoy working from home and having an office, but there are times when I get out of the house and I'm like, oh, when COVID was letting up and coffee shops opened back up and I went and worked at a coffee shop and saw three people I knew at yeah. that coffee shop. I was like, like, oh what? my gosh, I forgot about people this. People are out here. I forgot. And then people just see your face. Like you need to see the people. Yeah. Yeah. It you just need to is, see the people. It's, it's not rocket science, but it just takes a little bit of effort. I was talking to an agent this week who – told me that she doesn't really have an office day because she starts her morning each day at her office. Well, that works. I said, yeah, that's perfect. You don't have to block out a whole day. If you're so her, she likes to get there around 830, Mm -hmm. knock out whatever she needs to knock out and then start her appointments. But if there aren't appointments that require her to leave, she's like, when the phone rings, I'm able to answer it right away. I'm right and here. I'm right here. In and work I, mode. Yes, I'm in work mode. I'm just addressing things yeah. as they come in and I'm so caught up. But I'm like, that sounds amazing. Just starting each day. Right. Well, I think also the part where it's like, go find a mentor and shadow them or get their overflow work or work for free and learn that way. If you go to your office every day and are there, you'll quickly, first of all, meet all the agents. Mm-hmm. They're going to show up. They're going to be in and out with files and this and that, and they got stuff to do. You'll meet them. And then you'll also get a vibe for who looks like they're overwhelmed, who's complaining to the broker, like sit as close to the broker's office as you can. Right. You're going to know very quickly who might be open to, or or you walk into your broker's office and say, who's really busy right now. Who do you think I could help? Where could I be of service to someone else that will also help me learn? Mm -hmm. It's easier to have those conversations if you're in the physical office. Our broker has always been pretty rewarding to those that are in the office. If you are there and you're showing up for the classes and you're at the sales meeting, when you come ask for help, and I feel the same way, 100%, I will help you. Yeah. If you aren't, if you didn't come to the Authentisign class and you want me to teach you Authentisign, that's just rude. That is just rude. It's just rude. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not the trainer. Right. But we had free classes on this that you didn't come to. Yes. You do it. That's how I know how to do it. Right. Another thing, too, that I think is a good idea is if you have an agent in your office that works a new construction neighborhood, Uh they're usually open all the time and people have to take shifts Mm -hmm. but saying hey could i work a few shifts it's free and then you have a gorgeous new construction Mm -hmm. office to sit in on your laptop and if nobody comes you were just super productive right and if somebody comes you got a lead right and then all of this is just really good social media content exactly for free 
for free. I do think you're right though. Participation is always rewarded. So the more you're present and participating, the more your office and your broker are going to see that Mm -hmm. and reward you. And you'll just be in that work mode. To be in work mode if you want work. When I was newish, I was still in my first year. Okay. I was in the office all the time. Every Monday morning meeting, every Wednesday sales meeting, I was picking up all the phone duty shifts. I went to um, several of our agents and asking for open houses in the area that I wanted to be in. And then we had an agent that was getting out of the business. Okay. And she was like moving for her husband's job. Okay. She had a few listings. My broker reached out to me and they weren't like the best listings. Okay. They were... (laughs) She reached out to me and was like, do you want these four listings? I was like, what? what? It blew my mind. You were four like, yes, I listings. do. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, please. Sign me up. One of the four was a bigger listing. It was like 550. What? The other three were like 120, 115. And they were like kind of scary listings, but... I got them all sold, and the big one I double-sided from an open house. Stop now. I held the house open, and I will also say I'm not saying you should do this. This was before I had any boundaries and was scared (laughs) to ask people to do anything. I cleaned the house the day before. You cleaned it. It was vacant. But I would like to interject. When you're (laughs) new, slow, don't know what to do, it's okay to clean the house then. Uh, I should have... Put my foot down and told the seller to do it. I just didn't have the confidence. I cleaned the house the day before with my parents, by the way. They Uh, they came and uh. helped me. Good old mom and dad. Was it lived in? It was vacant. Okay. Thanks, mom and dad. (sighs) I know. Anyway, so I held it open the next day and I was actually leaving. I was in the car. I was about five minutes away. The open house had ended and I get this call. I missed the open house. Are you are you still inside? I'm like, no, but I'm five minutes away. I can come show it to you. And I so, she bought it. So that five fifty turned into like a one point one million dollar transaction. Yep, from being in the office <laughs> and doing an open house. Uh, wow, it blew. I mean, that I'm is still, wild. Still thinking about it, I'm like, that's so cool. That is so cool. It doesn't get tainted over time. It just, it just is still doesn't. that exciting to me. Oh yeah. My that God. was probably ten, nine or 10 years Good. ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. But if you're sitting at home <laughs> wondering why nothing is happening, where do I get the business from? Right. Or if you finally get a client or two, so you quit doing everything no, else because you finally, then if you, yes, if you quit doing what you're doing, and there won't be any clients after no, that one. No, I heard this perfect analogy. Ooh, let's hear it. It was a train engineer. What are they called? The, the train the engineer? Yeah, I, yeah, I thought they, the train. Uh, conductor? Yeah. Oh, okay. A train conductor. Let's go. He was saying that it is the best way to maintain the trains is to keep the speed at the perfect momentum mm-hmm. so that they can coast. Right. It's the stop and go yeah. that really wears on the train and they have to replace parts and they have to do all this maintenance and it costs a lot more money to operate that uh-huh. way. If you're, okay. But when you are on momentum and you are just staying where you need no doing what you know you need to be doing instead of 
like slamming on the brakes. Wait, I have a client. I'm going to stop writing mm-hmm. letters and stop doing phone duty and mm-hmm. stop doing open houses because I have a client. So now I have a paycheck in the pipeline. So I'm stopping everything. And then I'm just going to dedicate all my energy to this transaction. But then the transaction closes and I'm like, speed up, put like, Do hurry, all the things. hit the gas. How mm-hmm. fast can we go? But it leads to breaking you. Mm-hmm. It breaks the train. It breaks you. And it leads to more maintenance and burnout and problems and exhaustion and issue All the things. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect analogy for that. It's a great analogy. So even when you get excited that you get a piece of business, you have got to keep doing the things that got you there. What got right. you there? Keep doing those things so that you can have steady momentum, steady paychecks, and just coast. Just coast. Yeah. I love that. I brought some quotes. Do you I'm want ready. Them? Okay. I love quotes. I know. Success is nothing more than a few simple disciplines practiced every day. Jim hmm. Rome. Yeah. Just cons- that's your consistency. Consistency, consistency. Right there. Okay. Here's a good one. Formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. Oh. Like seeking out education. So yeah. whatever you're forced to learn, like you're continuing ed or you're licensing, yeah, you had to do that. You had to but do that. Th- that's fine. For you your could, living. You could, yes. you could make a living. You could, hopefully, but self-education will make you a fortune. Yeah. These are actually all Jim Rohn. Okay. Is this from the book you're reading? No. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> it's, it was from an article in Inman where um, – my favorite writer, Jimmy Burgess, the the broker agent mm-hmm. in um, Florida, was just doing Jim Rohn quotes. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, here's the last one. You cannot change your destination overnight, but you can change your direction overnight. Mm-hmm. That is true. Like you could decide t- today that, you know what, yeah. tomorrow I'm just going to start posting about Whatever. This. And I'm going to give it a three-month trial of yeah. consistently posting right. about one thing in your whole direction of your business yeah. and what you're known for in your business could change. Yeah. That's a great tip for any amount of time you've been in the business. Mm-hmm. Do you want to shift, move? What's weighing on you? What's hard? What's not working? I have stopped like saying, are you looking to buy a house? <laughs> because I just can't take on another buyer. You're just like, are you looking to sell a house? Yes. Yes, I, I cannot invite more buyers at this time. No, <laughs> the docket's all full. I just need a little break. The docket is full. Even though it's like ex-filling, like I'm getting some under contract, I'm like, I'm just not ready. No, and that's okay. I would like to take a little break of mm-hmm. incoming buyers for a moment. For Just take a take a beat. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just so hard out there. It's so hard out there. Oh, my God. I saw um, Rebecca post a, a story or a Facebook post yesterday, she had 41 offers on her listing yesterday or this weekend. What? Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. I'm like, oh, no. Please tell me that's not going to start happening in our market. Yeah. 10, 12 is enough. Four or five is enough. We'll have to go see where that was. 41 in Ascension somewhere. I think it was like a under 200 maybe. Mm. Yeah, you can't find that right now. Or, or maybe never in the future. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all I have. Are you good? I'm good. I feel like I don't know if that was a full on repeat of what to do when you're new. No, I slow. think it was good. I think that it's fine. 
But if you feel like you need more, you should listen to that episode. Go back and listen to that episode because it's one of the best. It's very logistical. Mm -hmm. Like do these things. Practical tips. Mm -hmm. It's very, very good. Okay. Are you ready for your toast? Yes. This is from Emily Loggins. She is a realtor in Trustville, Alabama. Hmm. I don't know, Trustville. And she wants to toast to her mom. Wait for her mom's name. Donna Dollar. What? Yes. Oh, I love that. She says, this is Emily. When I was growing up, my mom took me to showings, closing. So her mom was a realtor, right? Open houses. She was a top producer in her area. And she actually started her own real estate company after a few years in real estate. She did all of this while being kind, forming actual relationships with her clients and showing me what it looked like to be a strong, independent, loving woman and mother. In 2008, Things changed and she pursued other careers. Um, This past year in 2021, with both of us in a great place, we decided to work together on a team Mm -hmm. in real estate and it has been the best decision ever. She continues to educate and motivate me every single day. And a few days ago, we actually had our first closing together. Is this the cutest? That's awesome. With me on the buyer's side and her on the seller's side. And I'll remember that moment for the rest of my life. Oh, they don't. So they were. were Yeah, that's so cool. She is my best friend, my rock when life gets stressful and my biggest cheerleader in business and in life. (laughs) Are you like over the top about this? I'm like, Emily Loggins make me cry today. That's so cool. I know. So um, dollar and dollar realty group. How cute is that? At their Keller Williams and Trustville. So. Um, thanks, Emily. Yeah, that, that was, was a great So toast. sweet. Um, cheers to Donna, who sounds like a gem of a human. Yeah. I mean, wow. Amazing. I hope my child will talk about me I that way. I was just thinking that. <laughs> yes. That is amazing. So cheers, and y'all have an amazing day. And if you don't know what to do, just do some of these things. Yes, plenty. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> your, bye. your little bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.